I'm Laura Max Rose, mother of two, and you're listening to Look Ma No Hands, my candid dispatches from the front lines of motherhood. I ask the real, tough, honest questions on motherhood-related topics that we're all wanting to know more about, in hopes it will make everyone's journey fulfilling, easier, and more joyful. If you're not a mom, welcome. I want you to know how happy I am that you're listening and that these topics can be applied to any season of life. I'm grateful you're along for the ride. Welcome back to Look Ma No Hands. I am your host, Laura Max Rose, and I am here with repeated guest, Natalie Weekly. Natalie, I think this is your third time on my show. Is that correct? I think so. I'm so honored to be back. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm so excited to have you. You famously given some of my favorite advice ever on this show. You are, I think, like my third interview. For those of you who don't know Natalie, she is the founder of Signature Style. She is a personal stylist, brander extraordinaire. She does all the things. Um, but one of what she most famously did for me was she sat down with me and helped me find my color palette. I had a website for my then marketing company and she told me the colors were all wrong. These are not your, this is not your aura. Um, and she helped <laughs> me find new colors and I love those colors and I use them all the time. Um, what she shared on our show that has been so helpful to so many, especially me, is that she famously timed herself when she was blow drying her hair, found that it only took her about seven minutes and realized that that on top of makeup was about 12 minutes total every morning to get dressed. So we so often skip this part of the morning, especially for shuttling kids to school. And we have so many other things to do, but that 12 minutes can really make a huge difference in our day. And so much of this has changed since COVID. I think Natalie, you've done one of the better jobs that I've seen pivoting your company along with COVID, you've been doing some reels lately that I'm totally obsessed with. One of them is about wearing your clothes and helping people actually wear the clothes that are in their closet. I think a lot of us are cutting back on how much we're accumulating right now. We don't have as many places to go, but we can shop in our closet. So I want to start with that. Let, tell us how to wear our clothes. Oh my goodness. Well, <laughs> uh, first of all, I can't believe that that was only your third interview. You're an exceptional interviewer. I have to say that. So, um, Oh my God. Thank you. You totally are. I love talking to you. I wear your clothes. So I started that because like you said, we're just not going as many places and we have all these beautiful things that we purchased. And the first thing is, like you said, to shop your closet and um, I'll actually give you a sneak preview of the next reel that's coming out, which is to not typecast your clothes. Typecast. And, what does that mean? Like assign right. them a place like that you would wear them, like the office, the hall, like yes. a holiday. Okay. Exactly. Because now we can wear our clothes to places we didn't even think we could wear them to, right? That's right. That's exactly okay. right. Like, uh, oh, this was only an office jacket, or this was only an office top, or this was only a whatever. Nope. There are there are basically no rules anymore. So. No rules. And you know what? You're making me realize that I kind of actually want to back up a little bit. And I was thinking about this before you came on the show today. This isn't a fashion podcast, but it is in a lot of ways because clothing and the way that we take care of ourselves and dress ourselves is such a huge part of feeling good. I think yes, as parents, right? Because so yes. often taking care of ourselves in that way is the first thing that comes to falls to the wayside, and that for me has been just instrumental in my sanity. Which is why I love having people like you on this show because we need to talk about ourselves and how to make ourselves feel good every day, and that's why I love this. So anyway, continue on. Tell us about how to wear how to wear our clothes and how to stop typecasting them. All right. So typecasting. A lot of times people hang their clothes in their closet 
in a typecasted way. Like I'm going to put all of my office clothes over here together and I'm going to put all my uh, other clothes over here differently. Just mix it all up so that you can think about it differently okay. so that you can just pull something so we out. We don't sort and, it by color. It we sort it by like, I wear this to the office. I wear this in the winter. I wear this in the summer. I wear this to the holiday party, but we shouldn't right. be doing that. Okay. Some people, yes, some people do. You can still sort by color, but uh, yeah, just to mix it up a little bit so that you can wear those things because <clears throat> the same way that we fall into a rut with literally anything else in our lives, we can fall into a rut with our clothes as well. And when we're thinking about how to branch out, maybe there's something really big in your life that you're having a hard time with. It's clothes are so much of a low risk, safe way to try. So you can try something there and see what it looks like to think about something differently and have a different perspective. And then that bleeds over into other areas. So it's a nice, uh, safe way to help yourself branch out. So one of the suggestions that you gave in one of your reels about people wearing their clothes was about turning around the hangers of the clothing that you've already worn. So tell us a little bit more about that. Okay. That is one of my most commented on tips. And that is, uh, as you wear something, turn the hanger to face the other direction so that you know what you've worn because it's easy to one think that you've already worn everything because we see the same things every day because we're the ones walking into our closet. And then it's also easy to forget what you have worn. And then you can see, well, I have this shirt in here that I haven't touched. And also I have no desire to touch this shirt. (laughs) Then that shirt needs to leave your closet. Right. It's time for that one to go. Right. It also just helps you uh, remember and keep track so that you can take better advantage of your clothes instead of just wearing the same four shirts all the time. How often would you recommend really reevaluating what's in your closet and getting rid of stuff? Because I have found that, especially in the season of having children, that like the stuff that I wore before I got pregnant with Violet, I almost, I've worn almost none of it since having had her. Cause it's like, it almost belonged to another person. Even though I right. fit into it, it's like not me anymore. I've changed. How often right. do you feel like we should really go through and reevaluate if our clothes are really something we want to wear or if we should be letting them go? So I have two answers for that. One, excuse me, I do recommend sort of a rolling evaluation. I, for instance, I just went through my jackets yesterday of, you know, I have, I'm about to start wearing a lot of jackets. Let me go ahead and kind of go through them and see what works, what doesn't work for me right now. So I did that. But in terms of a true full on assessment of your style, especially if you haven't bought things recently, or if you are wanting to change your style for sure, every probably three-ish years, there needs to be a full-on reevaluation of all. But of to all your of point, it. yes. But to your point about you have clothes that you haven't worn since having Violet, I wouldn't recommend getting rid of all of those things because you're in a short season, and that short mm, season, right? Well, once it's over some of it will still make sense. Some of it will probably go, but you'll, I I think you'll notice when you come out of those seasons where it's like, Oh, okay. Now we're, we're acting like real people again, or we're, we're not whatever it is that we end up doing. Exactly. Right. 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 So don't let go of it necessarily right away, but be conscientious of what you are still, what are, what you're holding on to. Let's talk about bringing stuff back into our closet. You did a post recently, which I was just like, Hallelujah. You did a poll of all of the people who follow you and you asked if people mostly shop sales or if they shop for things full when they're full price. And and the answers were exactly what I expected them to be. Most people only shop for things when they're on sale. You also asked if people 
tend to go back to the store if they got if there's a lower price available on something they purchase and have it price matched and, and get the extra discount or if they think time is money and they'd rather not get the you know get the rest of the, their money back and people were kind of divided on that and uh, what you came back and said which was exactly what I expected you to say because I know you <laughs> and I love your guidance is that you know everybody you said it's it's important that we're good stewards of our money, but it's also important to understand that when we shop a sale, unless we do it with a lot of intention, we're often getting things that we don't like as much as the stuff that we're willing to really invest in. Um, and the quality is going to really vary. And I think, you know, we're in such a, it's like, we have such a hyper sale culture right now. People almost, mm -hmm. you almost don't, you almost feel bad buying something if it isn't on sale because there's so many discounts and so many coupon codes. What right. is the real value? It kind of seems crazy to buy something that's not on sale. So what is the real value to actually purchasing something at full price? If that's something that you really want to do. I would say the value is it requires you to ask the questions that we should be asking about anything that we purchase, which is, does it serve me well? Does it look good on me? Does it fit in with my lifestyle or is it just an impulse buy? That, and we aren't necessarily oh, asking ourselves. Yeah. We aren't necessarily asking ourselves those questions when we're buying something on sale because it's like, oh, this is so inexpensive. I might as well get it. But that thing takes up just as much space in our closet as something that we don't really want as much. And exactly. so you're saying that, you know, yeah, if you go in and you actually are willing, if you're willing to spend that much money on it, it's worth it. I've noticed that when I go into Target, I've talked about this on countless episodes, there'll be a sweater that's like $25. And I'm like, oh my God, it's $25. I have to have it. I love it. I, I've started asking myself a different question. If this was $80, would I still buy it? And yes. if the answer is no, I don't need it. Because Such if a great it's not question. really right, if it's not really worth it, um, yeah. really I mean, if we're having to if we're having to say, but it's only $25, then that our justification for buying is a low price, then that's not that's not a great justification for buying. Agreed. I mean, if you're not going to love something, if you're not going to buy something, if it was $80, it's kind of a good theory not to get it if it's 25. So you don't have a bunch of junk in your closet. But let's talk about where we're wearing these clothes to anyway. I feel like when I talked to you when the show first launched, it was, I mean, I don't think, I know we were living in a totally different world. Most of us were getting up. We were either going to work or seeing friends or going out somewhere. Now we're not necessarily still housebound. Okay. But like, we're not really going to the types of events that we used to be going to and getting all dressed up in the way that we used to get dressed up doesn't really even feel like it makes sense. So what does that look like? And, and how has this entire pandemic kind of changed the way that we dressed permanently? Because I feel like there have been some permanent changes that have probably come up. I do think there is, that's so funny that you say permanent. I, I actually don't know that it will be permanent. Okay. I, you think that I like feel... we might snap back into like getting all like into our suits and stuff maybe one day? Yes, because I think yep. people are going to get tired of it. <laughs> I hope you're right, man. I miss <laughs> getting dressed up. I don't know. I mean, like after the Spanish flu was what? The Roaring Twenties. Okay. Like right. we went out and we partied and we got more dressed up than we've ever gotten. So Right. And if you didn't right? have the money, you still drew a line down the back of your leg to make sure that it looked like you did. Right. Um, I think about getting dressed up for a party right now and I'm like, oh my God, I'm going all out. I'm wearing like glitter. Exactly. Exactly. It's, <laughs> it's the workwear though. It's like the, it's the yes. suits because our commuter culture is completely changed. I mean, people yes. aren't necessarily going to be going back to the office after this. So what is that? Right. What does our daytime apparel situation look like right now? I do think overall it will, I mean, it was getting more casual before and this just kind of sealed the deal. 
Um, and yet, uh, there is still the desire for a professional look. So while it may not be a jacket that we tend toward, it will still be something that looks very polished and looks very put together. Not as much on the Zoom call necessarily, because things can look more professional on a Zoom call than they actually are. But when you actually go in person, still having some of the rules haven't changed. You still need to dress in a way that flatters you, that represents the image that you're looking for. But also we can be a bit more relaxed in the way that we mix and match, maybe even the colors that we choose. If we, if you still want to wear a suit, you might feel more freedom to pick a quote unquote looser or slightly less conservative color for the suit, but still have some of that structure in your in your style. But overall, for sure, it's going to be much more casual. We'll have a lot more focus on the top part of our outfits than the bottom. So at Signature Style, you are working with people. You're helping them style themselves. You're helping them organize their closets. You're helping them shop. What does that look like for you right now? What are people really seeking you out for in these crazy days we're in? In Thank you for asking. In the middle craziness, it was mostly just virtual. We were doing a little bit of virtual shopping. Um, started doing the closets again. I've just, we've all been home with our stuff. <laughs> we're like, okay. Yeah. Oh my this God. This has not been serving me well. Get it out of my house. Get it out of here. It's like, it bothers me. It bothers yes. me when there's stuff in my house that isn't organized or when it's just sitting in the wrong place or where it doesn't belong because we have control over nothing right now. So it's what's right. in our space that we feel like we can control. That's exactly right. So I am definitely doing closets again to try to get people situated and know what they have. And then people are still shopping, but it's shopping much more intentionally that making Mm, sure that. that the things serve them well, because I mean, many are in more dire economic times than they have been, or if, even if it's not dire, they are, a little bit more conservative with the way that they spend money right now. Well, we've all come to understand that like everything can change at the drop of a hat. And like, we never really know. I mean, I don't think that the lack of control that we have has ever been felt more viscerally than it has been over the past eight months. Agreed. Absolutely agree. Truly. So there we have it. So, so people are seeking you out to help them basically organize their stuff and, and put stuff where they belong or get put stuff where it belongs or get rid of it. If it doesn't have a home, Um, and to stop wasting money on like shopping in a way that they're not wasting money, that they're being wise, like we said earlier, wise stewards of their money. Well, that's what I love so much about you and your guidance is that you're never someone who says, you know, don't buy that. Like it's too expensive. You're actually like, Hey, if it's something that you really love and it is expensive, you should get it. You just shouldn't buy the $300 worth of crap at Target that you really don't need. And thus, that's how you have a wonderful wardrobe. And on top of that, you're really good at helping people style that wardrobe and their accessories for all the Zoom meetings we've been sitting on. So I know you have like a whole course on how to get dressed for how to look your best on Zoom. Would you share a few of your little tidbits with us on this podcast? I do have a course. Thank you. I Yes, I will. Um, The first thing that I would tell you is to know the best colors for you. Know what you mentioned the colors earlier in the podcast, knowing what flatters your skin tone the most and 
stick with those colors even more so while on Zoom. And if you they're really going to stand out when you're on a Zoom. Yes. Because it's yes. just your face. I mean, it's right. your face, your hair, and the top part of your top. And so you're, it's even more important than before that you're wearing colors that flatter you. And to make sure that you have good lighting, please have good lighting. Do we need a ring light? How do we do that? A ring light? You know, <laughs> you can definitely do a ring light. You also okay. can take the lampshade off of a lamp and just put that sort of behind the screen and make it far enough back so it doesn't look like you're being totally washed out. Also behind just the sitting screen, in front not behind you. If you have light behind you, you're going to have like a big silhouette. Right. We don't want that. Correct. Okay. No, don't okay. do that. Or stand, sit in front of a window or something. But having that good light, it has two effects. One, makes your skin look amazing. We don't want to miss out on that. And also, if you are the well-lit square, Mm-hmm. There is a psychological effect of you are the most current and you are the most um, tech savvy isn't the word I would use, but that you're current and know what's going on versus the person who's in the very dimly lit square of the Zoom call. They aren't going to look quite as in touch or kind of like as, well as a part of they don't even look like they're as much a part of the meeting. Like they're not really like if you're in your car or if you're light, if the lights are out, it kind of doesn't really look like you're fully there. So that may, that makes total sense. Exactly. Um, so we're doing our meetings online. And most of us, if we weren't already doing this before are shopping mostly online and you and I have talked a lot about both on and off of the podcast, online shopping do's and don'ts. Um, mm-hmm. It sounds like you're probably guiding people more in their online shopping date right now. You've always been a huge fan of shopping in person. What are some of the ways we can shop online wisely and actually get stuff in the mail that we really love as opposed to stuff that looks nothing like what we saw when we bought it. <laughs> that hasn't happened to me or anything. Yeah. Okay. Just speaking hypothetically for a friend. Hypothetically. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Uh, the, fr- the first thing I would tell you, if you're able to actually walk into your closet while you are looking online, like if that means that you set aside 10 minutes, if you have children, just lock or close the closet door so no one knows you're in be there. Be in there so you know what you have. Actually be in there. That is so valuable because it also, not only not only do you see what you have, but also if you're scrolling online, it's very easy to look at the style of the people who are modeling the clothes and suddenly think, you know, that looks like my style. But then when you're in your own closet and you're (laughs) reminded of what your style is, then you can make sure that that fits in with your style. Now, if you're trying to branch out and do a new style, that still serves you well to be in your closet because then you can say, okay, this is what I want to look like. I'm looking at my closet. This isn't what it looks like. So maybe I'll try some pieces. Um, But being in your closet is really helpful. If you can be, if you can't be, then I recommend doing favorite lists, wish lists, or put it all in your cart and then sit on it and then go back and say, okay, well, I've bought, I have eight red sweaters in my closet already. I don't need two more, or I have three red tops that I'm purchasing. I probably don't need three. Maybe I could just do one or whatever fits best for you. So I had a membership to rent the runway um, you know, for years. And then it was like one of the first things I canceled me along with like literally every single client they had, uh, when quarantine happened. Cause it's like, why am I renting clothing right. when I don't have anywhere to go? Right. Um, and it's interesting. I think I learned so much from that experience. Like 
both positive and negative. I really learned how to order clothes online that actually fit me properly because I had I was ordering clothes like every single week and mm-hmm. I got a really good idea of what actually looked good on me. So I think a lot of it right. is really trial and error. It helped me yes. really become a good online shopper, but it also Agreed. taught me that like even though I was renting these items and like they were beautiful and gorgeous, like I didn't end up really owning any of them. So it was like Yes, I was getting all these gorgeous clothes for a really small dollar amount every month, considering how much I was getting. But if I had spent more money, would I have like a bigger wardrobe at this point? Absolutely. So it's kind of like, you know, what that served a purpose for me because I was going to a bunch of events and it was great. But then once I canceled it, I looked around my closet and I was like, oh my God, I actually don't own that much clothing. And I realized how important it was to me to just have stuff that I really loved and I knew where to get it from. And I was, I'm kind of like still learning that about myself. Like, where do I like to go shop? So what are your, what are your favorite spots to like go shopping where, you know, you're going to get something that's really high quality. That's going to last you a really long time that you're going to love. My goodness. Okay. I'm going to tell you, this is the question I'm asked the most. And I always hesitate to give my answer because my answer is going to be different than your answer. And like, I want people to shop in the place that best fits their personality and best fits their style. And so right, right. <laughs> I totally. always want them to like, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you, but, um, we'll tell us yours and then we'll I will like tell you mine. <laughs> Critical listener, or whatever. I like, right? Yeah. I where do I like? Okay, I do like to get things from Nordstrom. I do find some cute things there. I do like Anthropology. That all of these, of course, can be hit or miss. I like Cabbie. Actually, for some of the so one of the things that I tell people, and this is harder to do when you're shopping online, is to shop by outfit. It, it whenever possible, if you can shop in complete outfits, that serves you best because you have found something that you know works. So you know, no matter what, you look put together in this thing, and then you can branch out and remix from there however you want. But you at least know you've got that one thing. So you know you have something at least to match it with, and there might yes. be other things in your closet, but at least you have one thing. That's a really good idea. I really like that. And I've also yes. had a lot of luck. Like I have found the prettiest pieces in my closet have come from anthropology, but they're also like once in a year. Like it's not their entire aesthetic that works for me, but when I do find something good from them, it's totally worth it because it lasts me forever and it's gorgeous. Agreed. I'm the same. And so when you are thinking about buying online, it's a little bit hard to shop by outfit if you're not buying a dress or something like that. But if you can, it's helpful for many reasons. But one of the reasons also is that if you're buying at the same time, the likelihood of you finding something in a similar hue, saturation, colorway is very high because that's the trend color palette of that brand or of the season versus if you buy this beautiful, corally, rusty top and then don't buy something that matches it now when that color is very popular – then if you wait, it gets a little bit harder to find something to match with that. So that's the first thing about buying in outfits. And because of that, I, I've actually recently discovered, do you wear Fabletics? Have you done them before? Yes. I have a lot to say about Fabletics. You tell me, go ahead oh my and you start. Okay. Well, yeah. we have, to, I like that they have their stuff by outfit because yes, you can shop by outfit. And I think that's genius because even in your workout gear, that's helpful because you you get dressed as an outfit. So it's so nice is, to have it already yeah. already out for you. 
That so, is true. I, I will say I really do like their tops and like their sports bras. I think they're excellent mm-hmm. and they're just as high quality as I'd get anywhere else. The pants, I can't like, I think they're just, they run, thus run really small, but they're like super tight on me and like uncomfortable. I'd rather have like different. pants from somewhere else, but I totally agree. Like they are really good at putting an outfit together and you mm-hmm. can just kind of like get up and go. I think they're, right. they're a seal if you find the right stuff for sure. Yes. I love it. I love it. The other thing I would encourage you to do is pick a store you haven't been in in a long time and try something from a store that you might not have walked into. Like that's the advantage of online where, oh, I haven't walked into that store in forever because stores are evolving just the same way we are. One of my best finds this fall is from Chico's. And I'll tell you that I am not, I am not their target market. (laughs) No, you are not. That is so funny. Isn't that amazing? It's the most yeah. gorgeous teal faux leather moto jacket. It's stunning. And it was no way. reasonable. And it's from Chico's. Yes. That's incredible. Was, I love in it. my closet. No, I've had that happen before too, where you go into a store you would never think of going into and you end up finding something fantastic. Right. Um, so you know a lot seem to know a lot about like the psychology of getting dressed up. Like even the Zoom call thing about how if you're well lit, people like think of you more highly or something. I mean, like that's like such a random Natalie fact that I <laughs> would have thought of myself. So what, you know, you talked a lot in episode in the first episode that you did on the show about like just the psychology of getting ready in the morning and how much it changes mm-hmm. your day and the way that you feel. I get, if I get dressed on any given morning in this time in our lives, um, I'm probably going to see my kids teachers in the carpool line and right. um, my husband. So it's harder to like rationalize it, but I also still have that feeling like in the morning, I'm not as happy as I would be otherwise if I'd gotten dressed up. So is there still a value to it? And maybe is there even more value right now because of how crazy the world seems to have gotten? Mm -hmm. What do you think? I would say both that yes, there is still value to it and perhaps even more so, but it also doesn't have to be the same as what it was before. Like getting maybe dressed as in a really cool tracksuit. Maybe it's like having a right. matching outfit from Fabletics. Maybe it's just feeling put together. Yes. It doesn't have to be that I did the entire contouring. <laughs> I tried I tried to watch a video on contouring and I was about oh, two God. minutes in and I was like, uh, no, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not I doing that. I don't know this. about you, but like, I think across the board, like everyone's wearing so much less makeup right now because yes. first of all, I have a mask. Like I had to go to the dermatologist last week because my mask knee got so bad that I like oh. couldn't even touch my face. Um, there were like under the skin bumps everywhere. It was, I was in so much pain and I had to get like all these prescriptions, like for, I've never had facial skin problems, like, except for, I mean, when I was like in high school maybe, but I have stuff on my face right now. My face is like so dry from everything I've had to put on it to get rid of this acne, but like I'm using so much less makeup just because it's like you put it on and then it's underneath your mask and it's so yucky. Right. And it's kind of like, you know, I, I used to associate putting my makeup on in the morning with like having a really great day, but now it's like, okay, how little makeup can I put on? I I put on like my mascara. I was about to say, now it's all about the eyes and also (laughs) in concealer because I, the mask makes the under eye area look so much worse. I don't know if you've noticed that. You are that. so right. No, you're right. It's it looks like I'm like dead. Terrible. If yes. I don't put anything on under my eyes, it really looks terrible. It draws yes. attention to it. It's so frustrating. So also with the masks, make sure that you're picking colors that work best for you because like that, that could not, flattering. yes, that could not be closer to your face. But have you, uh, do you have some cute masks? Do you have like any mask recommendations for us? 
I actually liked, I got some from Sanctuary. Yeah. I, I got them from a local boutique actually, but it was a set of five and they are all, they're animal print, but they, oh, I one of it. them is, one of them is a traditional leopard, but then one is a pale pink and a pale blue. And one is actually, I think a camo. They had a dark camo that I gave to my husband and it it's ended up matching a lot of the relaxed styling that I've been doing. So I've actually well, we really enjoyed this. Like certain, we talk about certain things that have occurred because of the pandemic being like here to stay and not here to stay. And I'm going to be like completely honest, like uh, I hope I can't wait until the day when masks aren't like a thing because I can't, <laughs> I feel like I have something, I feel like I can't breathe. And this is something I also tell my husband all the time is like when you have anxiety or there's a situation that's causing you stress, the best thing you can do is like to get oxygen, like to breathe, mm-hmm. right? So our yep. airways are literally being restricted in a time of like an enormous amount of stress. And I'm not anyone to discount the effectiveness or that like it's something that we're doing that's ideally helping save lives. And, and I, I appreciate that. But I will tell you, it is the absolute most irritating thing I have ever, like I'm starting to get angry at my masks. I'm just like, <laughs> I can't stand you. And I can't wait until you're gone. And like, I hate, I always am ordering more on Amazon because I'm losing them or whatever's happening. And they've broken my face out. And I just can't, I can't stand it. I don't know anyone who, my husband's like, it's kind of nice that like we haven't even gotten a cold in like eight months because everyone's like so sanitized. And I'm like, yeah, I don't care. Like I would like to get a cold because I just like cannot stand it. I can't, I can't. I will say the only thing I do love about them is that I apparently talk to myself quite a bit when I'm grocery shopping. And so I appreciate that nobody can tell. (laughs) So that's a nice little, I look less crazy. It's great. Listen, so there's like a much bigger part. picture, right? To like why we're wearing them. But like, I'm just trying to like be yes. honest here about my, Do you know, um, what's funny yeah, is when we are trying to think about whether or not we trust someone and whether or not we connect with someone, I mean, the mask is something we really have to try to overcome. So no, if yeah. you are meeting with people as much as you can smile all the way so that your eyes crinkle so that they can see that you're smiling. And as much as you can show your hands and even raise your hands or do something with your, like really focus on being a little bit over dramatic with your body language to compensate for the fact that somebody can't see your full face is really helpful with establishing connection when you do see somebody in person smile with your eyes and like big time really make yes. sure people know because like we can forget about that. I mean, we can forget like basic types of communication because it feels like nobody can see you, but right. it's actually really important. I think yes. about that, like with my children all the time. Um, yeah, my, it's so weird. Like my, my 20 month old has gotten so used to me having a mask on when I drop her off at school that if, if I forget my mask, like if my mask is on my chin and I'm walking her in and I've forgotten to pull it up, she'll like grab my mask and go like, ma, ma, which means like mask and like pull it up for me. Like she knows that it's supposed to be on my face. I always make it a point though, to like give her my full face attention before I walk her in tell her that I love her, like, so she can really see me because they just like, don't, you know, they don't like get to see as many expressions as they used to be able to, um, which is really amazing. So So I feel like I've talked about hair with you every single time you've come on this show. And (laughs) I feel like a lot of us, I don't know, like I haven't had any real temptation to cut my hair until like really recently. I'm not going to do it, but have you seen, like, have you had people come to you or have you noticed anyone like doing some really funky stuff with their hair? Cause they're like, well, why the heck not? Or have we kind of passed that point? People definitely did a lot of bangs in the middle. Bangs. 
Yes. Bangs were the thing. And then everybody's already started growing them out. <laughs> so, yeah, right? They're already growing the, them out. It's like such a very, bad, I know. Yes. In the very deep, deep, deep quarantine times, people were doing bangs yeah. and then, yes, Didn't growing them bangs out. at one point? I, in high school, I sure did. Okay. Now your, your daughter has them though. Or what yes. Them have. Oh yeah, my okay. gosh. But she has like perfect hair for bangs. So it would be a travesty if we didn't have her in bangs. It totally. Um, have you made any major changes like to either your wardrobe or your appearance since all this started? I really haven't. I've been trying to find good eyelashes that I could use other than that. I love it. Like adhesive eyelashes. Yeah. Because. Yeah. Because like that's what people see. That's absolutely right. But that's the only thing I really haven't done too much. It's so funny that you asked that because whenever a woman changes her hair, it's like the telltale sign that some, some other change is happening. Yes. In something some else way. is going on in their life. Yes. Right. Right. And so, uh, I think we're all still waiting to see all, all things just, I mean, how long are we going to be here? What's going to happen? Because some people are just now getting kids back in school and some still haven't gotten their kids back in school yet. And are your, just, are your kids back in school? Like, are they, they like, are time. Okay. Is that been school, a big time. change for you? It has, has been, that been positive. <laughs> yes, it's been it's been very good. We awesome. We we did well, but I I definitely could tell that it was. I mean, it was just time for them to go back. They were like, so we're kind of tired of seeing you guys. And yeah, they want activity and other people. Totally. Yes, and so yeah. absolutely, it's been really good. And the both schools that they were at have been so wonderful about safety and communication, and they've had no issues actually. So it's been really wonderful. Yeah. I mean, I feel like what schools are doing right now is just, I think they're just going above and beyond to to stay open. And I'm Mm -hmm. so beyond grateful. So we're headed in, we're in fall, I guess, even though it feels like we're headed into it because it's October 26th and we just had our first official autumn breeze a couple days ago here in Houston, Texas. Um, (laughs) Fall brings along a new new pieces in our wardrobe, new items we're starting to wear. What are your recommendations as we step into fall? Well, definitely think about comfort, but also think about color a little bit more than you might have before, because generally color, when you get usually into think of like fall colors or like brown, basically. Yes. You tend to get a little bit darker with your colors and because we are feeling perhaps a little bit more emotional and perhaps a little bit more raw, we might want to think about having some colors that are a bit more bright and a bit more happy not necessarily colors you might associate with fall, but colors that can really serve you well. Because if we're seeing those colors, it's still sending our brain a response. It's still sending our brain a message of directing our emotions a bit. So we want to do every little bit that we can to help ourselves. Stay so sort well. of how people have been like pulling their Christmas trees out early. Cause it's like, well, why yes. not? Like, do yes. something that makes it happy. It's like, well, why not wear bright yellow in autumn? Because exactly. it makes you happy. That's okay. exactly right. I love it. And speaking of the seasons and holidays, you recently did a really extensive post about all the family photos that are happening this time of year and how to prepare for them. I actually realized I don't prepare at all when it comes to family <laughs> photos. Maybe I should. But so tell us some of your recommendations for snapping the perfect family shot, especially when you have so much going on outside of that. I would tell you to start with you first, because I, I mean, our, our kids are going to look cute 
even if they're no not matter cute. What, start with your outfit, your hair. Start with what you want to wear, and then and then build everybody else's wardrobe from there. Yes, absolutely. You can kind of come up with a palette based on what you find in their closet or something. I after that, I got several messages and somebody said, I typically go to Pinterest and find the idea there. And then I get so overwhelmed by how much it's going to cost to find those specific pieces and do that sort of thing that I, I just, it's overwhelming and I shut down. But if you're starting with your closet and you figure out what you want to wear first, you can still have something that's Pinterest worthy. You're just modifying it to fit in with what you currently own, or maybe you add a couple pieces to, to finish it out. And then the other, you kind of match your husband and your kids along with that palette that you've created. Yes, exactly. You. Absolutely. Okay. And that's less overwhelming because I think, I mean, Pinterest is overwhelming for everyone, but we kind of forget what we have and we yes. think of it as being old, but it's not old. And some of it is way more beautiful than anything we would find that was new. Yes. And you sort of showed me when you were doing that little tutorial that like, you know, I can really put this together. There's like so many great things. We, we already have everything we need for like a great family photo. Right. And all and those things one, that we can't wear because we're not going to events, pull that out and use that for your out. family photo. Pull them out and use them. Yes. I love it. So and if you just ever, around, go ahead. Oh, and go if ahead. you ever walk into your closet and feel like, okay, that's great, but this is there's still nothing here. There's still nothing that's right. That's, you mentioned the workshop. I have a style made simple workshop that helps make sure that you have the right things in your closet for you. So that when it does come time for the family photos and when it does come time for events, when we get to have them again, and when it does come time for work event, not work event, just work, whatever it is, you have the right things to pull from. And it makes it a thousand times easier than when you have the wrong things in your closet. You were mentioning earlier that you've been helping people with like online shopping, like Zoom calls. You did one of these with me. So tell me like what they are or tell me what you're doing and like how you got into it. Cause I thought it was pretty awesome. Oh, thank you. Uh, the online shopping is, I do a lot of similar things with the client in the beginning. Like we check, make sure that we know what we're looking for, what style of things, what image they're wanting to project, even though it might be more casual than before. We still want to make sure that I'm not just putting my personal style on you, that I'm dressing you for what you want to look like. And then we just spend some time. It goes a bit fast, actually. They usually are about an hour and we can go through. And one of my tips with online shopping, of course, check return policies, especially if you're shopping from a new store, but to buy everything that looks like you might be interested in it because when you bring it all in at the same time to your house and you try it all on, it's so much easier to figure out what is good and what isn't good when you're trying on 10 pieces versus if you're just trying on one or two pieces, you're much more likely to think, well, I I don't know. I mean, I think I can make this work. I think I can do this. And then it goes into your closet. But if you're trying on eight different pieces, there's going to be one or two that look amazing. And then that third or fourth one, you're like, well, but it doesn't look as good as these other two. And then you have a benchmark that makes it a lot easier. And you don't have to be as afraid of accumulating all these things and like being stuck with them if you know what the return policy is. And that's a really great point because how many times have I bought something and like it's good enough, so I'm not going to return it, but I'm not like in love with it. And if I'd been in the store, I would have absolutely found something that I loved. I've had that happen so many times, like with both Zara and Anthropology. Like I will find all this stuff on at Zara online and like I'll fill up a cart 
I won't buy any of it. And I'll go into the store and I'll end up getting like, I'll see all that stuff in person, not want it at all and get all this different stuff. So that's happened to me so (laughs) many times that now I'm like, okay, the stuff that I see online there is like, just not what I think it's going to be. And um, yeah, the same thing with anthropology. It's like, you're going to get the one, you're going to narrow it down to the one big bulky sweater or jacket that you want. And then, you know, it was the other one that actually looked right that you didn't buy, Um, but you can get both of them. You can return one. That's like a really, that's a really awesome point. So what do you see, you know, the business that you're in is one that I think is probably seeing so many changes because of the changes that are happening in the world right now. And like, so what do you, you're such a planner. You always have like so many ideas. What do you see in the future of signature style? Like, what do you see yourself doing more of maybe doing less of in these year in these months and years to come? That's such a good question. <laughs> I, have a couple, <laughs> I have a couple of things. One, I do yeah. think I'm getting a lot of speaking requests, actually. Um, yeah, I can tell. I, I, yes, that makes a lot of sense because you're an incredible speaker, but go on. Oh, thank you. I am noticing that companies are looking for ways to keep their employees engaged. And so they are looking for speakers to help with that. And I've done many of those virtual. I've actually done a couple in person very safely and, uh, but doing virtual presentations as well, which has been wonderful. So I do think the speaking will continue and I am working on developing more online toolkits for people so that they do have the ability to like, I'm I'm giving them the tools so that they can do it themselves for like the workshops and some other the, well, I've got the, how to look your best on a zoom call and style made simple, have some others that I'm working on. And so I definitely see that happening. I don't think the closet edit, personal shopping, et cetera, will go away because people, no matter how strange things get, you still, we all hire someone for something. There's always help that you need in some area. So I don't think that will go away completely. But, and even when we were talking about the online shopping, the advantage with having someone like me come in is that I am on, I'm looking at clothes all the time. So I know a bit better what is and is not going to work than someone who's maybe not spending as much time looking for the clothing. Uh, So I do think the speaking and sort of building, building out courses and things like that is probably where the majority of it will go. For mm-hmm. you. So you gave this advice last time you were on the show. So the second time you were on the show, and I'm going to actually have you repeat it in case anybody forgot about it or missed it. But this is something that I think is so poignant and important right now. Since we are all at home, we're spending more time on our phone, more time on Instagram, watching influencers try to sell us a million different things. Um, maybe things that aren't really meant for our body type or our hair color or whatever, our aesthetic. Uh, who are the three types of people that you should, everyone should be following on Instagram um, oh, in order to really get more of what they need? Yes. Okay. So you need to find, follow someone who has your body shape. You need to follow somebody who has your personal coloring. And then you need to follow Mm -hmm. somebody who has your personal style. That's not always the same person. I would actually, I would not even stress yourself out trying to find that same person because really that person is you. And if you're you're not an influencer, then you cannot find you. So I have I mean, I have found that there are these influencers who are so good at executing their personal style Mm -hmm. that it can be difficult for me to like realize that it's not mine, that like, I'm not, this is not my aesthetic. This would not work in my house. It's great for you. It wouldn't work for me. 
that's I I've, I, it happens to me as well. I have so many that I'm like, that is so cute. I want that to work for my house so bad. And it just isn't. It's it just not. wouldn't like, it's not even, not my, there's nothing about it. That's my aesthetic. Yeah. But it's right. great. Like they're, they're clearly like very clear on what they like and what works for them in their house, but it's like right. totally not. Sometimes I feel like I need to take some space from all of it. Like, even though there are some people that I just love following, like I need to, we're, we're doing some home projects right now. And I'm like, I need to not be looking at other people's houses because it's not my house and it's not going to work in my house. And I need right. to focus on just this, like right. as though I was making an Instagram account for my house. What, what do and I you need can always just mute them temporarily, but you're absolutely right that it, it does get a little carried away. The one thing that it does help with, even if they are not your exact same style, is that it, it's at least training your eye on what looks good together. So while it may not be your specific style, you're at least Mm -hmm. training your eye on that, which is helpful. Totally. I love it. Natalie, you are such a gift. I'm so grateful just to have you on the show and for all of your good energy and guidance on something that's so fun to talk about in these like crazy times. I love it. I love it. I love your advice. And if you want more tips from Natalie, there are so many more of those where that came from. Her Instagram is at Natalie Weekly, and she is online at www.natalieweekly.com. That's W-E-A-K-L-Y. Natalie, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. I love talking to you. And I love talking to you. And thank you all for listening. I'm Laura Max Rose. You've been listening to Look Ma No Hands. And I look forward to joining you again next Monday. Take care. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Look Ma No Hands. I'm Laura Max Rose. And you can follow me on Instagram at Laura Max Rose to stay up to date on upcoming episodes and the behind the scenes of my life with my own two daughters. If you like this episode and are enjoying Look Ma No Hands, the best way you can help me spread the word is to leave a review on Apple Podcast. This is the single best way to help me reach a larger audience and share these conversations with everyone who needs to hear them. If you love something you just heard, you can also take a screenshot of the episode and share it on social media. There might be someone you know who needs to hear what you just heard, and that's another great way to make sure they do. Thank you for joining me every week. I'm grateful for each and every one of you. More next time. Mama, 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 mama.